Baltimore Ravens tight end Mark Andrews is out for the remainder of the 2023 season. What does this do to his dynasty value? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can follow her on Twitter at Kate Majuk. On today's episode, we're going to break down all of the biggest news stories coming out of this Thursday night football game between the Bengals and the Ravens. Uh, We are still waiting on news from Joe Burrow, uh, so we're actually not going to dive too much into that. I want to start with Mark Andrews, who suffered, according to, to John Harbaugh, a season-ending uh, ankle injury. Kate, what does this do to Mark Andrews' dynasty value? That is a great question, Marcus. I don't think it should do all that much, and I'm going to be totally honest. I He gets a, maybe a small bump because he's not being immediately productive in your offense. But, boy, if you are a team rebuilding, um, it, yeah, you got to take a, a good look at targeting Mark Andrews in a trade, um, you know, for uh, – a significant amount. I think you could pay pay plenty to the the Mark Andrews manager to secure that position up for next year. Uh, right now on Dynasty League Football, you have Sam Laporta having taken over as the overall tight end one in Dynasty, which is no way wild. is that is that a true yes. thing? This is a true thing. Uh, November ADP <sighs> on DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Sam Laporta tight end one. Boom. Absolutely wild. I'm just tripping over myself here. Um, but yeah, Sam Laporta, tight end one. You have Travis Kelsey, tight end two. Mark Andrews, tight end three. TJ Hawkinson, tight end four. I could picture this move literally maybe being a swap season between TJ Hawkinson, Mark Andrews, um, Dalton Kincaid in at tight end five right now. I would now. take Kincaid I, over Andrews. No. Okay. That, I, I think that's fair. Uh, but generally speaking, it, this doesn't shift, it, you know, the trajectory of Mark Andrews' career for me. Um, obviously, you have the emergence of Zay Flowers in that this injury should probably, you know, see a, a decent bump uh, in his overall production, especially given Odell Beckham Jr. He also now managing a shoulder injury. Um, this, you know, for Mark Andrews specifically, I don't see this as a huge game changer because. We know who he is. We know that Lamar Jackson, this is his top target. I don't think that's not going to be the case. We saw, you know, Lamar Jackson uh, having been injured. He comes back. He goes right back to the well with, with you know, Mark Andrews. I think that's going to be the case again next year. How much can you really dock him for this? I think you can dock him maybe more than what I even thought. I, I, I would be comfortable moving Ooh. him down behind Kyle Pitts and George Kittle and that's probably where I'm at right now. He, here's the thing. Uh, Mark Andrews will turn 29 next year. That's not, that's, that's not a killer for the tight end position. Look at Travis Kelsey performing Ooh. really well at age 34. Here's why I, I, I am going to knock him a little bit. I think this opens the, the door for Isaiah Likely, who I know did not catch a pass last night. 
to have a really big role over the final seven games of the season for the Ravens. We liked uh, we liked Isaiah Likely quite a bit last year, and now I think he's going to get a chance to be a full time receiver. And there's just a there's a non zero percent chance that he just comes in and lights it up and plays really well. And you kind of can't put that back in the tube, right? I'm, I'm terrible with phrases, but you know what I mean. Like, you can't put the toothpaste back, in, back the in the tube, right? What if Isaiah likely comes out and gives you 90% of the production Mark Andrews did? Are you really going to send him back to the bench in year three? That's why I would be just a little bit concerned that he's going to be 100% healthy next year and right back to the same role that he had this season. I mean, I you you bring up George Kittle potentially moving ahead of him, but like George Kittle himself, 30 years old, um, George Kittle himself, just as volatile a role as I think you would project Mark Andrews for. Sure. If you do think sure. like I, I think that that role that you're you're projecting for, uh, you know, George Kittle, I think just as volatile as what you would expect, even if you did get Isaiah likely in the mix for this team. Um you know, I, I think there's no way in God's green earth I can move Mark Andrews or George Kittle ahead of Mark Andrews. Kyle Pitts to that same point. I get it. You're I just get taking it. a shot that he either gets moved. You're literally taking a shot. Like the 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 thought process for me is okay, so like talent, I know Mark Andrews, top three dynasty tight end. He can't he's not gonna help me win a week league this year which knocks him down a couple of points Kyle Pitts isn't either so like I'm, I'm gonna keep Mark Andrews it's just that Kyle Pitts is Kyle 23 Pitts. though that's the difference is you're hoping the situation changes or that he gets a better quarterback next year that's what you're hoping but again I, I think like the the goal for Kyle Pitts would be to be something at least similar to Mark Andrews right and I, I think that's where I'm getting hung up here. I think the lowest you can possibly move Mark Andrews is tight end five. And that's a hard cutoff for me, given the upside, given this offense, given the fact that he is, uh, he has a, a franchise quarterback uh, that loves to target him. I, you don't just get rid of that connection because of Isaiah likely. I like Isaiah likely. Uh, and I, I think he's got a lot of upside, but you know, there's, there's, a lot of money left on his contract. I guess not not the most. Uh, if he uh, twenty twenty four, just over eleven point eight million dollars in dead cap. Um, but like they're they're not going to move on. They're like, not going to move on. But I could. He see a is the crux of this offense. I could see a situation though where he just has a reduced role going forward, which brings me back to Isaiah Likely. Assuming he's not on your waivers in your dynasty league. What are you willing to go up, give up to go get him? Is he somebody that you make a priority, or do you try to roll with somebody else? Uh, I'm, I'm trying to even think some of some of the tight ends that are going around his range. I, are you are you trading assets to go get Isaiah Likely? It definitely depends on uh, I think your your situation at tight end because I don't think Likely is necessarily a a lock, right? Like we, we saw him step up and when he was asked to step up, that was great. Uh, but, you know, eventually saw like after, you know, that, that four, what four receptions um, or no, that was, that was the season. I'm trying to, what was his, his breakout game last year? Uh, it was, a, he it was week seven, anyway, week 18. Uh, he had 
uh, eight receptions, 103 receiving yards. That was like his boom game, right? That was like his, his start, uh, you know, and, and that was great. He played 88% of snaps. Like you, you love to see that involvement, but I I just don't know that. I don't know. Marcus. Would would you rather give up? Would you rather give up assets for Isaiah likely or try to get like Pat Fryermuth in a trade right now? Um, I think Isaiah likely would cost less. So I'd probably roll with likely, but you know, even then I think like there are probably tight ends that like just for name value alone, like Dalton Schultz, you know, he's 27 years old. He's been absolutely freaking killing it. He's tied to a rookie quarterback who absolutely loves him. This is a great, uh, much higher volume passing attack than we would think. Like, I don't think the price difference is going to be all that different between a Dalton Schultz and a uh, Isaiah Likely at this point, because you know Isaiah Likely for what he's lacking maybe in track record. There's a lot of hope and a lot of hype. I would rather go out and try to target a guy like Dalton Schultz, who, yes, he's been killing it lately, but I also think his price is a little bit deflated even in response to that, that production, just based on the fact that I don't think a lot of people trust that that's a long-term thing for Dalton Schultz. And to this point in this career, like obviously got off to a slow start, but like with the Cowboys, he was very productive tight end Uh, with the, the Houston Texans so far, very productive receiving tight end. That might just be who Dalton Schultz is. And I'd, I'd rather take a, a chance on like a less sexy asset personally. Let's talk about the Baltimore Ravens running backs because, man, this is a fascinating group that had a big night on Thursday. We will get to them next. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS because it's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other other players, including pros and sharks, all you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I absolutely love prize picks. I love how many different players and stat categories you can choose from. It's absolutely fantastic. I also love that prize picks offers a reboot policy where they'll reboot your entry if one of your players is injured in the first half and does not return. A great example of that would be Joe Burrow or Mark Andrews in uh, the Thursday night football game. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Again, absolutely fantastic. Go to pricepicks.com slash NFL and use promo code LockdownNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash NFL. And use promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24 7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows like Lockdown Dynasty, covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Okay, let's talk about Keaton Mitchell, who has been in the news a lot the last couple of weeks after some mm-hmm. big games. 
Uh, we saw his workload go up a little bit. Eight carries for 33 yards. Did catch a pass, one pass for eight yards. What are you doing with Keaton Mitchell? Is he a buy right now in Dynasty? Are you holding? What are your thoughts? I'm holding. Um, right now, I'm holding. Obviously, like it's been very clear that this is, you know, from a, uh, a you know, immediate 2023 season perspective. Gus Edwards seems to have taken over that role in the end zone that that we saw belong to Justice Hill earlier this season. Um, I, I think Keaton Mitchell so explosive. You, you love to see everything that he's done. Obviously, he only had three fewer carries than than Gus Edwards on the week, so you like to see that increase in workload. But I don't know that there's anybody in this backfield I necessarily want to chase because you know what, Marcus. The backfield just keeps being productive and it doesn't matter who runs. It doesn't matter if it's Lamar Jackson. It doesn't matter if it's Gus Edwards. It doesn't matter if it's Keith Mitchell, who, you know, generally less effective uh, in week 11 than I think everybody was hoping for. I think most people, if, you know, I know he averaged four yards carry, but uh, if you would have told most people probably heading into week 11 that he had nine rush attempts on the day, I think we would have expected maybe another one of those breakoff runs, but like, I, I think the the issue is that this has been an offense that's generally kind of replaceable at the running back position. Yeah. I think that's what's been really hard to invest in from this team is that erase the name and it, it doesn't matter. They're, they're still productive. So like it's really, I think, hard to put in a, a lot of stock into this run game when, you know, there's not the draft capital for, for Keaton Mitchell. That's not a factor um, that that's going to earn him any loyalty. I, I just, I but, worry about the volatility of this backfield in general. hundred percent because they like to, first of all, they love to use rotation. Like we, we know that even as well as Gus Edwards is playing, he had 12 carries last night. Um, Three in the end of, zone. Yeah. Two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. That, that helps a couple things. J.K. Dobbins, uh, he's obviously out for the year with the torn Achilles. Um, he is in the final year of his contract. I just have a hard time seeing the Ravens bringing him back. Maybe they do on a cheap deal. We'll, we'll see. Gus Edwards on the final year of his contract. He's 28 years old. I, as well as he's playing, I don't know if I see the Ravens giving him uh, another long-term deal. Maybe they – because he just signed a three-year deal a couple years ago. Um Maybe they give him a one-year deal, even then, not a long-term option. Justice Hill in the final year, I think he has one more year left on his deal. So there is an opening here. Like, if you want to spin this in a positive light, right, like, this could be Keaton Mitchell's backfield in 2024. But we know with the Ravens, like, they're going to add in talent. And they're going to probably add in somebody bigger to take some of the goal line work. How valuable is a running back that doesn't score touchdowns and doesn't really catch passes? I don't know. Uh, so that's why he's probably a hold for me as well. And I think the thing about Keaton Mitchell too is is like we I don't think we have a great grasp on his role just yet. Like, um, you know, it, the addition I, I think the the Justice Hill uh, sort of being like that primary pass catching back at this point complicates things a little bit further because you know it's it's not an area that we've necessarily seen Keaton Mitchell tested in all that much. Um, so it's, I, I think, really hard to evaluate what potential role he can have. If he earns it, then, you know, he's he's probably an RB1. But again, I, I think you could insert a lot of different running backs names into that position when you have this kind of scheme, when you have a rushing quarterback that's going to open up lanes for the running back 
just due to that sheer threat that it might be Lamar that has the ball and not the running back. Like all of those factors in consideration, it's, it's hard to put a lot of stock in one guy. So let's just say, I, I think we're going to see a, a pretty significant shift in dynasty ADP uh, oh, yeah. for Keaton Mitchell. I want you it, just off the cuff, Marcus, can yeah. you predict, and I'm going to write it down so we can revisit it once we have December's batch of ADP. Give me your prediction at where Keaton Mitchell lands in the dynasty league football rankings uh, for startup ADP in the month of December. We have uh, just for like a, a couple of uh, other names, Gus Edwards, RB 42 in the month of November. Um, you know, not, not super high, not super low. Um, JK Dobbins undrafted, uh, which I think is, is yeah. interesting. Um, I'd probably, I'd probably yeah. still say he should be drafted. Um, but that, I, that's just can, me. Can I give you a, where I think like RB rank wise where he's going to yes. be at? Yes. So right now he's being drafted as RB. What are we at? Uh, RB 48, right? I'm going to go RB 32. I think he's going to make that significant of a jump. I think he's going to pass players like Khalil Herbert, uh, James Conner, Chuba Hubbard, Roshan Johnson, Tank Bigsby, Tyler Algier. I just think he's going to fly past those guys. And I think there's a chance if he has one of these big games, another one of these big games of like 100 yards and a touchdown, we're talking about him ahead of (laughs) – uh, maybe ahead of Kyron Williams, ahead of Joe Mixon, ahead of Jerome Ford, ahead of Nick Chubb. Ooh, yeah, that's rich so I, for me. I, it is. So I'm going to say, I'll, I'll say RB32 with the chance of going even higher than that. Yeah, I think everybody's just going to be excited about the the potential, right? Because I, I do think that like that is a thing. Anybody who, most running backs, like they're going to be successful in this offensive system. So it's just a matter of how much do you do do you buy the stock, right? That this is going to be his job moving forward. I I'm don't, not but so I do buy the stock. I, I like his talent. I, I will say, I really like, I'm just a sucker. That's the ultimate trap in dynasty, Marcus. When you get too caught up on the talent, that's how we got ourselves in this Kyle Pitts debacle. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, don't remind me. Uh, hey, really quickly on some Bengal stuff. Um, I, I don't know how much we can take away. If Joe Burrow happens to miss the rest of the season, maybe you knock him a spot or two in your dynasty leagues, just because he's not helping you. Maybe you move Jamar chase down in the same tier. You're not moving him out of a tier, but other than that, I, I just don't think anybody's going to overreact too much here, especially with the Bengals already playing 10 games. Yeah. I, I don't think that this is necessarily going to be a, a huge game breaker. Obviously like Joe Burrow's talent is his talent and it, there's not, Again, I, I, I think these season-ending injuries are really hard because they're not helping you. But, again, the talent is the talent. The situation is the situation. Like. He's only 26. Um, the only, I, I think, factor to consider maybe with Joe Burrow, but it, it's unrelated to the wrist, is, you know, T. Higgins. Uh, what are they going to yep. do for their wide receiver two position? But that's that has nothing to do with the injury. No. I, I think – from an injury perspective, you know, when an, an elite asset on your dynasty roster gets injured, unless you're in a position where you need to move them in order to continue contending, I don't, I, I never see a ton of fluctuation because, no. you know, and the it, elites are the elites. You shouldn't. 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't panic too much here. Now, if this ends up being again, we, we have no information as we're recording this podcast. If it ends up being like a super serious injury that could cause him to miss like the next year, which I mean, knock on wood, that's not the case. God, hopefully not. Then we're having a different conversation. But if this is an injury that's like a four week injury or may, hey, he's just going to miss the rest of the year. He'll be fine for all the offseason stuff. We're having just a different conversation. Uh, all right, okay, let's. Let's do some promotion commotion. We hit on a couple of our guys last week, including a Bengals wide receiver, Trent Irwin, who scored a touchdown early in that game. Who do we have this week? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That is ordering in time. Two-minute warning. You got it. That is your cue to order in. Whenever the game clock stops, that is your time to order in with DoorDash. Order pizza, wings, sodas, burgers, or even just buns on DoorDash and get it delivered without missing the game. DoorDash is absolutely wonderful. I can't tell you how much I use it. It's, it's incredible. We've got so many great places where I live. A lot of great pizza places. A lot of awesome wing places, including... Uh, my favorite, the the corner bar right here in Corey. Uh, it's it's absolutely amazing. Right now, you can get prepared before game day even gets here. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code LOCK23. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, that is 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply. All right, it is our favorite segment of the week. It is promotion commotion players that we are promoting from our bench, sometimes even from the waiver wire into our starting lineups here in week 11. Kate, who do you got? All right, I'm going to start off here with, uh, you know, someone fairly uh, spicy. And I, I want your take as the resident Dallas Cowboys guy. Mm. What about Rico Dowdle, uh, Dallas Cowboys backup running back to Tony Pollard, who to this point in the season leads the team with, uh, among all the running backs, leads the Cowboys with a 54.5 PFF rushing grade. That is, uh, again, a team high, team high, missed force tackle rate, yards per carry, yards after contact per attempt. Like, he is technically been the most efficient running back and he's coming off a career high 12 carries in week 10 and guess what now he gets the carolina panthers have been the most delicious matchup for opposing running backs this season and so mike mccarthy in yesterday's press conference said that yeah we need to do a better job of getting rico the ball Uh, rico yeah so he got i think 12 carries last week for 65 yards and a touchdown the cowboys want to get tony pollard going uh, so he's going to get his 15, 16 touches. I do think with the Cowboys playing on a short week, they play Washington on a Thanksgiving, and then seven days later they play the Seahawks. So what is that? That's three games in like 12 days or something crazy like that. It does make sense to give Pollard a little bit of a reduced workload. I love it. Like if you need a flex play at running back, I think Rico's a really good option this week. I'm probably going to have him uh, in in a couple of too many lineups for my comfort. But, hey, if there's a matchup that I think is going to be super conducive to, you know, maybe production for two running backs, 
this has been the matchup. They're facing a, a league high uh, 52% rush rate uh, on plays from opposing offenses. It's been just kind of a testament. Like teams are jamming the ball down the throat of the Carolina Panthers. And that's yep. because it, it's been a fine matchup for the run. So I think the volume could, could definitely be there. All right. I got just one extra, extra gross one for you. If you're in a bad <laughs> spot at the tight end position because of bye weeks or because of injuries, or maybe you had Pat Fryermuth and you just don't want to start him in this first game back. I'm looking at Tommy Tremble for the Carolina oh, Panthers. I thought we were so, going to have the same guy. All right. So uh, Hayden Hurst been dealing with a concussion. I believe he's been limited in practice the last two days. Uh, I, I got to believe that the Panthers are probably going to be smart here and not have him play on Sunday. Tremble did catch three passes in, in week 10. He has been involved in the offense, and now he's slated just to get a bigger role. With this Cowboys-Panthers game likely to be one where Carolina has to throw the ball a ton, why couldn't Tommy Tremble be five for 50 and maybe get in the end zone late in this game? I think that's a fine play. Um, it, it's definitely risky, but you know what, Marcus? So is the last tight end play that I'm going to throw out here. Uh, you know, it, Tyler Conklin, New York Jets. Yeah, we, I like we, it. we haven't seen a ton of production here from this Jets offense, but generally speaking, um, you know, Garrett Wilson, he's been fine. Uh, though notably uh, on the injury report with an elbow injury, mm-hmm. kind of concerning there. Um, you know, this has actually been a, a, tight end that over the past two weeks uh, ranks second on the team in total targets only behind Garrett Wilson. He's been utilized a bit more heavily over the last two weeks, uh, 13 targets in that span this week, they get the bills uh, allowing 11.4 fantasy points per game to opposing tight ends since week five, that ranks 11th among NFL teams. Um, Especially if there's any concern uh, for Garrett Wilson in this matchup, you know, even if he's out there playing, but maybe more of a, a decoy role, maybe more uh, of, you know, not a, a guy they're going to look to get heavily involved with a, a high target right. share due to that elbow. This might be a, a season high week for, for uh, or a, a season high production here for Tyler Conklin. The Bills are also gross. Dec- I know. The Bills are decimated at the safety position. Their linebackers, since Matt Milano has gone out, they really can't cover. Terrell Bernard is their best linebacker, and he struggles in coverage. So I like that. I think this is a really good call. If you're in desperate need for tight end help, I do like Tyler Conklin this week as well. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every single day. On Monday, we will be back. Uh, breaking down all of the action from week 11. We've got a busy week of shows next week lined up for you. We're not taking the days off. Even though we've got Thanksgiving on Thursday, we will be here putting out an episode. We'll have Friday uh, show that will break down all of the action from Thanksgiving, three wild games. So make sure you guys are downloading the Lockdown Dynasty podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Check us out on YouTube. And make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast on YouTube, the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel well you'll see shows like locked on dynasty over there because they have all the national shows covering every single league go follow kate on twitter at kate Maduke. you can go check out her work at pro football focus i'm at marcus underscore Mosier. enjoy this awesome slate of games and we will see you right back here on monday